0: Hi, this is Nancy Urell, and welcome to High Road to Humanity, everybody. And today actually is March the 23rd, 2023. We are now in the age of Aquarius, and it makes me think of that song, you know, where the Fifth Dimension sang, this is the dawning. Well, we're here. Today is the first day, you guys, and welcome both of you. You guys, I have Linda Las Vega here, and Gary Jordan, who's a PhD, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. Thanks for having
1: oh, Glad to be here.
0: I'm glad you're here today, too. This, to me, I don't know, you can mention it, you can say something if you want about it, but I just feel like, you know, we've been waiting for this for a long time. It's going to be a change in consciousness on our planet. And uh, I don't know if you guys follow astrology or that type of thing, but do you have any comments on that one?
2: Oh, <laughs> well, I, I, I was always stunned when I realized that, that the song was referring to something that was going to happen so far in the future. And yes it was actually happening today so here we are here that's we so are yeah.
0: yeah and then I guess the way it goes is and I need to read I'll, I'll do a news with Nancy for my audience and read it but I I saw a couple different astrologers and what they said was it comes into play today we've been in Capricorn for so many years and then it kind of goes in and out and it won't really be permanent until next year but then it's here for 20 years wow
1: that I did not realize that's amazing. yes. Isn't it?
0: Yes. So I there's going to be a huge change. Anyway, I'm just really excited about that. I'm excited you guys are here. Everybody sit back and relax. Let me tell you who these guys are and why they're here today. Um, first of all, Linda Roth Vega has been fascinated with what makes people tick since she was a child, and her curiosity about human diversity and ways uh, to bring out the best in people led her to a multifaceted career in banking, technology, and behavioral consulting. Boy, you've got a range there. She's held roles including C-suite executive, entrepreneur, business owner, consultant, coach, daughter, sister, wife, stepmom, and grandma. And uh, she's got 35 years of experience in senior management as a business owner and entrepreneur. It goes on. She has a wonderful background. Gary Jordan, he's got a PhD. He's here also. He has 40 years of experience in clinical psychology, behavioral assessment, individual development, and coaching. And he's earned his doctorate in clinical psychology from the California School of Professional Psychology of Berkeley in 1980. I hope you guys don't analyze me too much. Um so you guys let me give you a, they have really lengthy bios. They're really um Well, versed. I just want to say they're here to talk about a new book that they put out. It's called Unlock the Power of Your Perception. Does anybody have a book to hold up to show people what it looked
1: like? I do. (laughs) There
0: it is. Unlock the Power of Your Perception. They both have it. I love it. Claim your natural strengths, rename your weaknesses, reshape your most important relationships. So, this is about perception. Who wants to go first and tell me their story? Do you want to go first,
1: Linda Ross? Sure, sure. Um, let's see. I guess that everybody has a little bit of a background story. So uh, I would say mine started uh, pretty early on. My uh, mom uh, was a homemaker. My dad was a Navy pilot. Oh well. Wow. So by the time we were in the third grade, I'd lived in four cities that I remember and attended uh, three grade schools that I remember. So um, I was always pretty fascinated about meeting new people and I always thought it was a big adventure. And that kind of came to a big halt Uh, Just before my 11th birthday, my dad died unexpectedly. I read that. I'm so sorry. Oh, thank you. Um, Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where it, you know, it shapes you. But I think think the thing that I came out with is life is too short and there are no guarantees. And that kind of that thought came through a couple of other times in my life. Excuse me. And um, it made me fundamentally positive. I know it sounds odd, but about living the day to the best that you possibly can, but also to try and surround yourself with people that you like and care about and you can really connect with and to do things that you actually enjoy doing. Um, So my career uh, started out in technology. Uh, I was sort of one of those people who specialized in rescuing technology projects that had kind of gone off kilter. Mm -hmm. Um, I met Gary in uh, 1983, because I hired him to come and help me with a huge project that I was having all sorts of problems with. And he was doing business coaching. And he helped me sort of realign people on the management team to do more of what they really do well. And so we hit it off then and wow. uh, actually started working together a couple of years later and here we are so Gary your turn
0: that's fantastic yeah and you grew up in a family kind of like mine where you just didn't like your family so much did you or you didn't get along with them or
2: is that right you talking me yes oh yeah I yeah yes <laughs> I described my parents they were the same thing too I thought I was I'm the black sheep I figured I was adopted for a long time yeah. I couldn't figure out, I think, you know, how I ended up in the family I ended up in. Right. But I can relate. Really. were wonderful people. They were both OBGYN doctors. Oh, my gosh. They had a very, they were very serious, very studious folks. And um, I have, uh, I couldn't figure out why I ended up in the, uh, as a teenager, very, very angry. It was mm. a very angry, rebellious teenager. Mm. And that kind of was the entree to, to, I met a man who began to help me understand that. And from there, that's led me into, into psychology. And so my whole focus as a therapist and a psychologist and all that I've done has been um, what is it, so often people get sent, sent down paths and journeys that aren't who reflect fundamentally who they are. And that's what happened to me. And that's why I was so angry. Oh. And the theory that we use you know, came out of my dissertation about there's different styles, different which is the perceptual style theory. That that uh, that to create personality and the way we create meaning, and if you are working from that style, doesn't mean that you're happy all the time, but at least you're in concert, you're in um, you're in the flow, you're, you're in the, the flow. flow, yeah. You're in, you're in alignment with who you fundamentally are, and so you know that's what I've been about most of my professional career. And when I met Linda Ross and we got into to the corporation, is like, wow, we can actually say. These people don't are not suited for what they're doing. Let's move them over to a position where they are, and let's find some people who actually are suited for what they you know this position you have here. So it all kind of ah. you'll know, wrap together and, and wove itself in, and we've just continued to move forward. I've continued to move forward with Linda Ross and uh, uh, to explore that even further, and that's what the book's all about.
0: Yeah, thus came the book. So how long did you guys, okay, so you guys started doing this work. You figured out that you needed to use a little bit of psychology here when you put these people in the proper positions, because we're all not the same. They tried to bunch us all together. And you talk about that a little bit in the book. So you figured this out, then you put them in the positions. And then what happened when you put them in these new positions?
1: Well, I, I think, I mean, it sounds like a Cinderella story, but we were actually able to bring the project uh uh, across the finish line uh, on time and on budget from the recast, not not what had happened to it before. because the truth is when people are doing things that they're naturally gifted at or they have a natural talent for, they enjoy it more. right. And because they enjoy it more, it makes it easier for them to make realistic estimates, to meet the estimates. you know So it's 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 the ripple effect of doing what you like to do. Is is amazing, especially in environments like that. So
0: right, Gary, I want to go back and ask you another a question. You said that you were led on a path. What did What did your family want you to do? Be an OBGYN? No,
2: they wanted me to be a doctor. They wanted. Well, oh, that's what I figured. Physician. They yeah, <laughs> following the footsteps. I was the youngest of three. My my brother is a physician, so that kind of took the pressure off of me. Oh, I okay. knew it had to be a, an advanced degree. It just was, you know, what. And when right. I chose a Ph.D., they were through, are you sure you don't want to be a psychiatrist? He's like, no, I'll be a psychologist. Oh, my goodness. But, uh, yeah, they were, yeah. They were both children of the Depression.
0: My parents, too. Yeah. Isn't that funny?
2: Yeah. So, you know, life was, um, you know, my father, I always describe my father in loving terms that he could put a wet blanket on any exciting situation because everything was always very, very serious. Yeah. And, my fundamental nature is, is I'm, you know, my, my perceptual style is I'm, I'm uh, got a lot of energy. I've got a lot of interests. I'd like to be funny. I like to cut up. And that was just phew, no squelched. So yeah. that's what I mean by, you know, it, uh, I didn't really fit in really well with with my family growing up.
0: No, I'm with you completely. And I agree with what both of you are saying that, you know, when you do what you love, <clears throat> that's what we should all do. We should not take a job. I'll just say this. We should not take a job. This is why I'm doing this. I was a real estate broker for many, many years and I'll be the guinea pig today, but it got to a point where I didn't, I loved it in the beginning because I was really good at it and the money and it was all cool, but now I'm spiritual. So now I don't like that. I mean, it's not that I don't like the money. That's not it. It's the, the attitude, the drive. I have different motivations. And so you change and this is what I love. And, you know, and and when you do what you love, it shows and you can tell, you know, by the
1: people, right? Exactly, exactly. And the thing that makes it so fascinating is it sounds so simple, right? right? But it's so difficult for so many of us because we get all sorts of negative feedback growing up. And in school, I mean, think or even in even when you're working, it, no employee evaluation says, wow, you did such a great job at this. Do more. It usually says great at this. And we'd like you to improve the following 27 things. That's true. Or, or your grades in school. Same thing. They don't say, ah, oh, she's brilliant at this. Let's have her do more math. They go, ah, oh, math is good. Really need to do a lot in language arts. So we we get lots of negative feedback. Mm-hmm. And so we tend to grow up not realizing what our strengths are, mm-hmm. taking those things that come for us easily for granted, because we just assume everybody can do it because we're focused on filling missing links or, or, yeah. you know, doing something that someone told us we needed to go master. Right. So it's, it's nice to just stop, take a breath and sort of revalidate what you do well and use that as the foundation for going forward.
0: Right. I got on your website and I took your little, they have a, 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 I'll let you guys explain it. I'm probably not going to explain it properly, but it's like a little quiz, you know, you figure out, you know, what you're needing to improve on, I guess, is, is what it is or what type of personality maybe it is. Okay. There we go. So I took the little thing yesterday, but what I was going to say is before we get into it, wouldn't it be cool if we did that for kids?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We have um, actually, um, there's there's a yes, a yes enthusiastic yes from us. And then there's a caveat that comes behind that. What? And we have found that that until people, at least at the level we've created it, that people have to have some life experience to be able to reflect on who they are. Mm. And that doesn't really, really kick in until about 15, 16, 17. So it's hard for someone much younger than that to take the assessment to, as we've created it in any meaningful way. You can see the... Um, their their style poking through even as kids, right? Um, but uh, you know the um, to, to to understand the words and to make sense of them and to to reflect be able to reflect back in your own life is usually takes about eighteen or so before that really happens in a significant I way. If, like, yeah, out.
0: yeah. I wonder if like going into high school.
2: Yeah. So because
0: then, uh, not to interrupt you, but let me just get this out. I'm thinking as he's talking, I'm like, oh, so if you're going into high school, you would take it then because then you would know what to take in high school to prepare you for college, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. that's, that's it. I'm no, sorry.
1: You, you're, you've hit on it really well. We've done uh, <laughs> a, a couple a couple of research projects where we've done it with high school, high school juniors and seniors mm-hmm. to help them um, on their path to deciding what they were going to do post high school. Um, as far as what they were going to study, what you know, they were choosing their place of college if they were going to go to college, and tips and techniques to get the most out of their college, uh, helping them a little bit with their career decisions, um, and uh, it was it was very successful both times. So we feel pretty good. That's why we feel pretty good about high school age taking the assessment and and being able to make it meaningful and practical. Okay, so. How long,
0: I guess I want to ask, so you started doing these things and then the book came after, I would imagine, because you figured we need to put it together. Is that right?
1: Yeah, actually, okay. we developed the theory in the late 80s <laughs> and we did our most of our research and stuff in the nine, early 90s. Um, wow. The assessment that you took was created in the mid 90s, I think we decided the other day when we were retracing our steps. Um, and we've been, we've had a coaching and mentoring business, uh, for 37 years now without the book. And so like many people, when the pandemic came, it was like, man, we got some time on our hands. What should we do? And we went, well, Let's just write the book.
0: <laughs> so, and how has it easy. been received? How is the reception? Has it been received very well, I would imagine?
1: So far, so good. We're really kind of pleased about it. Um, we we published cool. on Amazon. Nice. Um, and so you measure by, you know, sales and reviews. And so, yeah. uh, you know, in the self-help genre, we made... Uh, bestseller two days
0: (laughs) that's fantastic congratulations i think it's fantastic well let me i wrote i jotted this down the purpose of this book is to help you unlock the power of your natural strength and begin the process of intentionally using them in your life so so this is really so okay and there's all different sections you guys it's science and behavioral it's uh they tell you your six perceptual styles and if you want to talk about that and then of course the prep practical application now when I took it I'll be your guinea pig if you want me to so when I took your the synopsis which was kind of cool it came out that I have activity perceptional style what does that mean I'm almost afraid to ask
2: go for it Gary you bet um, I think the, the 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 I share that by by the way that oh. that style with you and that's what I was describing about that that, that energy and that in that fascination and that um, in, in, in excitement about adventure and experiencing new things, uh, novelty. Uh, <clears throat> it is a, uh, the, the, the activity perceptual style sees life as an experience to be to an, an adventure, to mm-hmm. be embraced and, and, um, uh, new experience all the time. And so they, so they know, they often know a lot of things or a little bit about a lot of things, And it's not like they're, that they're shallow. It's just that there's so much stuff out there that's so fascinating that they want to run from thing to thing, to thing, to thing, to thing. And they love to tell stories. That's true. That reminds me of a story. And and then I, that I got before I can tell you that story. I got to tell you another story. And in the middle of this story, I can think of another story. So there's, you know, there's a, there's a, these are the people that you, that are, they're, they're starters, uh, they're go-getters. Um, oftentimes your classic salespeople, classic salespeople are activity. Yeah. You know, not all salespeople are activity, but your classic relational salesperson. Yeah, they, yeah. They build, these are the people that you sit down next to in the airplane and they're, they talk to you all the way to your destination. <laughs> you, you know, you make friends in the checkout line in the, in the supermarket.
0: That's true. Yeah. That's very That's true. true. Now, what? To, okay, so now that I know that, but I know that. So yeah. what would you tell me if I... You know that I would need to work on or what would be my, I guess, um, how do you put this, my application that I would need to work on?
2: So the first, do you want me to go then, draw Sure. Yeah. The, the first thing is to help you really claim it because you know this is you. You've done some work on yourself. You 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 see it and you recognize it quickly. But a lot of people, if you see it, there's six perception styles. The first thing people go is like, I've always known this about me but I always felt slightly bad about it because everybody else is different than me.
1: Mm-hmm. So the
2: first thing is to validate, yes, this is the way you see the world. This is the way you've always seen the world. This is the way you make meaning. And it's, it's just wonderful and fabulous and okay for you to be this person. So it's what we call, that's why we, we named our, um, the workbook that comes with the assessment, celebrate you. That's oh. the first thing we want you to do is to celebrate who you are. Nice. From a style of style uh, point of view.
0: Yay. Yay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really yeah. about, yeah, and I, I don't want to interrupt your train of thought, but it's really about going inside and fixing ourselves. And you guys totally yes. have got that. I love yeah. it. I'm exactly. sorry, go ahead, Linda Ross. What were you going to no, say? No, I was
1: going to say, it's, it's about, and that's why mm-hmm. we say celebrate, is because it takes a little time for it to sink in. And with every style, you have an incredibly wide array of natural potential. So, there are things, you know, skills and behaviors that come naturally to you just because Mm -hmm. of the way you see the world, okay, Mm -hmm. the way you make meaning. Mm -hmm. And, like with activity, making meaning through experience, there's just this incredibly wide array of skills, many of which you're unaware that you have the potential to excel at. So, that's the purpose of Celebrate You is to not only validate how you feel about the way you make meaning and you'll see some skills you really recognize that people compliment you on and stuff and that you recognize your own. But you'll also see quite a few like, Oh really? Now that's interesting. Well, and so then we have a little process for you to be able to capitalize on those to use those more often and more intentionally and sort of build on your strength platform to expand your strengths. And is that what you sent me? Is that what you emailed me? Yes, that's the second one I sent you. Yes. God
0: bless you. Thank you. I just i am so grateful. That is really cool because uh, I was really interested to hear, you know, what, and I did it quick. You know, I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of waver. You guys, what is it? How many questions do you
1: ask? Maybe 30? Oh, yeah, probably on this. So there's two assessments. There's one that the one that you took is on the website and right. it's a free assessment mm-hmm. and it is a subset. Of the full perceptual style assessment,
0: oh okay, so
1: it's pretty accurate, but it's not the full thing. It's not so different. the full thing has like 250 words in it, right? Oh um, that you're deciding whether those words, how much they describe you, right? That's and that's cool. one that really holds down. And so the the longer assessment has more measures, and so it's got a real high degree of accuracy and reliability. Whereas the free one has got better than average, like other assessments you've got out in the in the in the popular world, but it's not quite as pinpointed as the full one.
0: All right. So if you've got somebody in the audience today and they're, you know, just not sure what they want to do, what would you suggest? I mean, how would you guide them? To go onto the website and take it. And the website
1: is again. What's the uh, the website is www.yourtalentedvantage.com. Dot com. Your talent OK,
0: so what do they do if they if they want to check this out? Go in if there. They and- want to
1: check it out. I'd highly recommend they they take the free assessment and get an idea. There's a little report. I think it's about 12 pages. I'm not sure. I think that's about right. About 12 pages of information that says, does this sound like you? Right. Mm-hmm. And if it does, then you can pursue it um, you know, get the book if you want to read it or, I mean, the full, the full assessment is only $6. (laughs) Yeah. So it's worth it to just go ahead and take it and get celebrate. Okay. I'm glad you said that. I'm totally glad you said that. Okay. The celebrate you. This is what we're saying with the action guide. This is what it looks like. And I like that.
0: I think that's fantastic. The action guide. Now talk about that. What's in that?
1: Well, so it talks about the perceptual experience. So there's one, a unique one for each style. Okay. um, Written in the voice of that style. Okay. Um, And so it talks about the general experience of being that perceptual style. And then it breaks out skills and strengths in categories of things like adaptability, how you respond to change, collaboration, how you do teamwork and deal with others, communication, which is a huge one. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, Conflict, how you deal with opposition and disagreement, leadership, learning, persuasion, self-motivation, social interaction, time orientation. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in here. Wow. Well, what are the
0: six, um, you know, I guess, what do you the call them? The styles. The styles. You <laughs> call them styles. Yeah. Uh, perceptual perceptual style. styles. Okay. So, what are the six perceptual styles? Can we go through those? Do you want to take three? And he takes three or
1: something like that? Sure. Yeah. Oh. I'll, I'll, I'll do the first three. So, we okay. do them in alphabetical order. That way, we never forget. No. <laughs> We've just trained so many workshops. We had to find a, a thing, so we always knew where we were. I love so it. The first is activity. We've talked about activity a little bit. So activity folks make, make meaning of the world around them through experience. Um, the next one is adjustments. And people with the adjustment styles are very information-oriented. They see the most complexity in life of anyone, they see the ripple effects of people and systems and processes. So they tend to be great gatherers of information, incredibly knowledgeable about the things that they're really interested in. Natural diplomats, natural diplomats are very good at protocol um, and uh, observers, they're natural observers. They tend to be extremely objective, watching what's happening as they're gathering their information and getting their opinion. And many times you'll find that adjustments people will sort of step back because they learned through their childhood that most people can't absorb all the information that they've got. You know, their eyes start to roll back. So they tend to withhold until you invite them into conversation. And then they're, you know, it's incredible. So um, then the next one would be flow. And people with the flow perceptual style make meaning. Uh, from their relationships of people and the world around them. So they're very into the natural rhythms of life. They are the glue that form communities. They hold groups together. They help groups create their own unique identity. They gather people in and help them belong and feel good. Mm -hmm. Um, They see the ripple effects of change on people. They're amazingly good at that Um, and, and tend to be, fierce protectors of the natural world, because they see how people and ecosystems and animals and the weather and industry and everything all supports and relies on each other.
0: You know, Linda Ross, as you're talking about this, I'm wondering if a person can be more than one. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) One of our favorite
1: questions. Gary, you want to do that one?
2: Well, because I'm listening and I'm like, I'm kind of like that too. But what are the next three, Gary? What are the next three? do you want me to respond to your question about Sure go ahead that we have held a uh, early on we came to and held a hard line that no you can't be more than one oh. you are one, one perceptual style you're born with it it's innate it's your birthright and uh, that it that you don't it doesn't change over your life but it matures oh. as you mature and it matures you begin to see and uh, appreciate what you're bringing and what other people bring as well now we're going through them in alphabetical order and I'm glad to take the last three here just a second, but they have a theoretical orientation to each other. Okay. Meaning that they make a circle of six and there are each perceptual style has, an eight, has two neighbors, one on each side of it. So activity has flow on one side and vision on the other, okay? Mm-hmm. And they will share things with each other, seemingly share things with each other. So when you begin to hear... You know, you perked up around listening about flow mm-hmm. because your activity, you're hearing stuff about the flow style. You go, mm, I'm kind of like that, too. Yeah. And you are, but not the way flow is. Got it. I don't know if that makes any sense. You share. No, some it things. does. It does. They share some of these things, things until you really press down and look at how are you seeing the world and what, how are you using that word? And then you discover, oh, we're meaning different things by that okay yeah the yeah style also has an opposite it's 180 degrees across the, the the thing and so we get the opposites attract and then those same opposites repel the very thing that brought them together drives them apart because right. i
0: need you know, the circle so i can see yeah. it it's yeah. the circle of life <laughs> you got it she's got it there she, get
2: it for you. Yeah.
0: yeah i love it well that makes a whole lot of sense because okay. as you started to speak and, and talk about this you know as linda ross started to talk about it it's i'm like wait a minute I'm like really mm-hmm. into nature and I'm yes. really into the, you know, and, 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 but I love that you said that. Okay. So what are the next three?
2: The next three that, that come is the first one is goals. Goals oh. are, are um, very highly competitive people. They see the world very much in terms of black and white. Mm. It's this or it's that there are very, very few uh, gradations of gray for a goals person they' I mentioned they're very competitive. They are always striving to accomplish to achieve things, to better themselves, push themselves further, and they expect other people to follow along with them. Yeah. So you know they they are the the that it's that fierce kind of try harder, let's get it done, um, let's go go go, um, and uh, to 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 make things happen all the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it for you. Yeah. Uh, and then methods. <clears throat> excuse me. I love listening to this. This is really cool, you guys. Thank methods you. methods are our most fact based perceptual style. Okay, they really approach the, the the world. You know, it's, they are opposite from from activity. So you know, activity likes all those stories. Methods likes the facts. They mm. don't want to speculate. This is the way. This is they, they're 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 constantly absorbing data, and they're using that data to make sense of the world around them. They produce that we call them methods because they produce methodologies. Methodical. A to B to C that produces D, and I want to be, have, be able to do that every single time. A to B to C to D, and I don't want it to come out E. I want it to come out D, and so that they are um, practical, uh, they are um, rational. Uh, is it some of the words we use often? They, they uh, the things rationally. They people often say well, they don't have a whole lot of emotions. They have lots of emotions. They just don't see the function. What's that got to do with the facts?
0: Right. Like engineers. It sounds like an
1: engineer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. That would be a classic example.
2: Yeah. Yeah. My feelings are there, but they're, they're personal, they're irrelevant to the facts of the situation. So I'm not going to get into that. Mm -hmm. And finally we have vision. Vision is our our dreamers. uh, The ones that Mm -hmm. think about the future and it's, it's the far distant future where we can go. You know, if we work together, this is what we can accomplish. Uh, isn't that amazing don't you want to follow me they're very opportunistic they're always looking for uh what can be done what can be gathered what can be gleaned from every situation and um the, the they're willing to drop where the the, the it's the methodology is not important where we're going is important is not a goal where they're going is a place it's a vision it's a it's a it's a future that can be so that you know, if if we're headed down one path, and they say, "Well, this isn't taking us that direction," and something else comes along, they will drop it and move very quickly to in that new direction because that moves us towards that vision that we that we're that we're looking forward to. That's and interesting. Often, often, very entrepreneurial um, because they see opportunities everywhere, and they see it in new and different and unique ways. That's what vision brings to the to the table. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, as you talk about this, it's interesting. As I I think, okay, so all of these different components make up the whole. And that's why we're all so different because we all have our own, you know, unique talents. But I just want to ask you guys, so you brought Gary in to talk about this, you know, on your project that you were working on. But when did you guys figure this out? Like when did you actually figure out? Okay, wait a minute. Like did you just sit down and how did you figure out the six different
1: oh, know, perceptions? I love that question. Um, so Gary actually wrote his doctoral uh, dissertation on a styles theory. So okay. he was investigating styles theory. So he had the beginnings of the theory um, that he'd been working on and, and um, sort of dabbling in as he was dealing with his the private practice, his clinical private practice. Okay. So when Gary and I met, um, he had added business coaching to his repertoire of things that he was doing. And he would, we would use the language of what he was researching with the styles theory then in talking about stuff. And I was a styles theory nerd. You know, I'd used a bunch of different things out that were available because I was always trying to match people with what they did well. Yeah. I I was convinced that that fundamental truth, that was a fundamental truth with a small t that people doing what they do well do better and are more effective and efficient Mm -hmm. so um we started having fun with it and looking at practical applications and delving into it more and developing more uh, content around it um doing a little research it was great because I was an exec in a tech company so we we literally had uh you know several thousand people (laughs) at <laughs> that we could say, "Hey, anybody want to participate in this workshop and take this class? you know and and uh, try it." So and they did, and so that's how we that's what, how we went through the process of perfecting it.
2: Okay, um, or okay. you want to augment? Well, I was going to say a lot of it came from our from our observation. Uh, you know, why from my observation of people in my, in my practice and around me, and Linda Ross's observation of people that she worked with, and we talked about this you know there seems to be a natural breakdown here seems to be a natural breakdown here let's see let's let's see you know we had a the inventory just to separate them let's see how that pans out does do do they match up with what we expect them to so it was kind of like a um uh, a living laboratory mm-hmm. we were we were taking the, what we had what we had conceived and, and, and experienced ourselves and seeing if it had application and that was what we, and it was all voluntary but that was what, what was very exciting about to see, to yeah. say, OK, you're exactly where you need to be or you you don't like what you do. And we <clears> suspect this is the reason why. And um, so that that was that was very helpful as well, getting all that practical research in.
0: Yeah. As you speak, I think the universe really had your back on this one, you know, yeah. because, yeah, because you were able you had all those people that were just there to test this out on and it helped them and it helped you because then they knew at the end of whatever your workshop or the process that they went through what really was their path you kind of helped them guided them a little bit more on their path
1: exactly and as we started out we really thought the process was cognitive so it was how we learned to think and the more we did the research and the practice and the build, we had an aha moment like in the early 90s when we realized it was actually perception. And so that helped all the pieces fall into place really, really well. So we define perception as sort of, for lack of a better terminology, three-step process (laughs) that happens in a nanosecond. So basically you take in information through your five senses, Mm -hmm. hearing, uh, sight, uh, smell, touch, Taste. but I forget. Taste. Taste. Thank you, man. Um, your brain applies your perceptual style. So it's basically it take in the information. Your brain goes based on your perceptual style. Ah, this is what's meaningful. But then there's a third component that is critical. And that's life experience, your Mm. brain actually says, has this been true for me before? Or is this brand new info? Or what is it? So it's that unique combination of what your senses take in the meaning that you make using your perceptual style, and the validation of your life experience that makes us take the actions that we take. So life experience is extremely important. And that's why you and Gary are both activity perceptual style and you'll be able to see things and finish each other's sentences in a lot of places but then you'll come to a point where your life experience says we need to go left and his life experience says we need to go right and that is what we consider an unresolvable conflict not that it has to be an argument or something but the fact is, it's based on life experience. And you can't give your life experience to someone else to have them experience it. Does that right? Make sense? Well, yeah, that's what makes it. So that's what unique. makes us all unique. You know, yeah. like, it's, it's the unique flavor we bring. So it's not just a, not just a style with some limitation. It's the style and your life experience that is how you express yourself in the world. Right. Now,
0: have you had a lot of companies, I would imagine, or are you in the process now of working with different companies to help them or to guide them to put the employees in the proper positions?
1: Are you doing that now or what are you guys doing? Yes. So we have done uh, quite a bit with Corporate America. Um, Right now, we've been doing a lot of focus on individual development, but we use it in Corporate America for uh, team workshops. Uh, communication workshops for because understanding your own strengths is where it all starts Mm -hmm. but then the real gold is understanding the strengths of the other styles and understanding how to best work together you know and it's it's true you can't Really, what is it they say? You can't love someone until you love yourself, truly. That's right. That's true. You can't understand someone else and the value they bring if you aren't confident in your own value. True. Very true. So understanding your own value, but then as far as teamwork, communications, how to make sure what you mean is actually being heard. Yeah. Yeah. This tool is invaluable for that.
0: Yeah, I would say, because that's, I always see, there's always a communication I don't know. I, I see that a lot, um, you know, where I'm saying one thing, but somebody else is perceiving it in a different way. Yeah. And Yeah. And, and I like how you say know yourself first. Of course, it says know thyself. You got to know thyself. But it's interesting that you would know the other. I'm going to check this out. That's why I ask you about the circle or about all the other um, perception uh, personalities, because I want to see other people so that you can kind of understand people better.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? Doesn't
1: that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. One of the um, things. What is one, of the, one of the things it does is it 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 um by understanding that there's five other styles other than your own, and they're all okay to be. They're all valid. Yeah. It stops the crazy arguments about I'm right, you're wrong. Yeah. And starts to say this is why I see it. It's interesting to me that you see it differently. Let's compare that and how can we use what the way you see it because I don't see it all and you don't see it all. How do we bring those two together? And make something more than we mm-hmm. could by ourselves
0: interesting that you guys would be doing this at this time yeah on the planet I,
1: <laughs> it seems you know I, I i think timing is everything
0: it, <laughs> it is it is,
1: is. I mean, well, you know, things just fall into place at the right time because that's what was supposed to happen
0: right exactly so where do you guys where do you go from here tell me about Tell the audience how they can get in touch with you, what you've got coming up. Talk about yourselves. What what do we got going?
1: See, can you tell that Gary's looking at me? We have this code that is (laughs) Is what (laughs) you do. I love it. We have this code when we do things together. It's you. It's on you. Yeah, we try not to step over the top of each other. You're so Um, cute. So where do we go from here? It would be appropriate that uh, Gary gave me the look to to say that because my perceptual style is vision. So I'm (laughs) the one. I'm always looking forward. Okay. Um, so we uh, just published the Celebrate You books uh, on Amazon as well so that people can, they you get a PDF version when you take the assessment or you if you want the physical workbook, you could buy it there. We're publishing uh, communication guides for each oh. style. Those will come out this summer. Wow. Uh, we also have a leadership book that is partially written and will come out, I hope, uh, later this year. So, all of them are style based. And so, we are sort of launching uh, around the book and all of the coaching and stuff that we've done for the last 30 years and putting it into these guides because we'd like to reach more people. Yeah. Um, and they don't have to attend a workshop. I mean, these are all written for self study so that mm-hmm. if you're interested and curious, you know, it'll cost you six ninety five to take the assessment, or you know, fifteen bucks for a book. What, whatever works for you, right? You know um, what I see?
0: I'll be the vision for you. I'm, I'm, okay. psych, I'm a little psychic too. I should tell you that. Uh, what I see is that companies will buy these books for their employees so they can, right, put it together. Exactly.
1: Isn't know, that kind of the?
0: That's what I see. I don't know.
1: It's a really popular trend in business right now to use assessments to help people, you know, fit into their jobs better, et cetera. In fact, there was an article, I think it was in the New York Times like a couple of weeks ago. It escapes me, but it was a a reporter who'd gone and taken several of the more common, you know, assessments out there and said, what do they really tell you? Um, And I think that there's a real use for, tools like this mm-hmm. in in business um i think the thing that's important is uh the reliability and accuracy of the tools you know and there needs to be something practical that you can do with them besides going huh that was interesting yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how nice to know that okay cool all right well, now what do i now what do i do well no, so, but yeah i mean trying to focus on is now what what do you do with this
0: Well, that's what I was saying. And I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's just that I can see, I see that, you know, a small company with maybe 30 employees, this is perfect, or even a large company, it doesn't matter either way. I mean, you know, if you're not in a position where you can have people come in and do this for you, you can buy the books and you can have somebody, you know, do this, or you could do it yourself. I mean, it's that, and it's and and I will say this, I mean, look how much research you guys have done. And it's been tested and it's been proven. I mean, and what better way for a company to put the people in the right positions to increase their revenue?
1: Yes, we think so, too. So thanks. (laughs) But yeah, we also do it. We also use it. um, If you visit the website, there are just a lot of practical uses, but we do. um, uh, People use it in relationships, you know, to try and Mm -hmm. see why (laughs) they're seeing things differently and maybe overcome Uh, some disconnects that they're experiencing um, in determining what you want to do in your career. Um, Because one of the things that's really important, and, you know, it's a tagline on the book is claiming your natural strengths is that we all have two kinds of strengths natural because they're aligned with the way we make meaning in the world. So they're aligned with our perceptual style and acquired. These are the things that aren't natural for us. But we acquire them because mm-hmm. life happens. You know, right. you needed to, nobody else could. Your parents or teachers told you you really should, whatever. You can get really good at acquired skills. So this isn't a quality statement. But acquired skills take more work and more focus. And mm-hmm. so if you base your career around acquired skills, you are going to pay a price. You're going to be tired and frustrated and worn out, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. So people use it we use it the the assessment for careers to help them like you don't have to change careers I mean if you're really interested in engineering that's great but how do you use your natural skills to be the kind of engineer you want yeah. to be as opposed to trying to mimic somebody else's skill set all day long So it works really well in careers too Um so yeah. Then- so we need it in the high schools and we need it in all the businesses.
0: That's pretty That's much it. I love right. it. Well, I like it because it gets kids direction because usually when you're in high school, you have no idea what you want to do. Exactly. I can remember back th- back in the day thinking I had no idea what I was going to do. Yeah. I did want to, I will say this, I did want to do radio. Oh. I wanted to go to broadcasting school uh-huh. and my parents said no. Yeah. <laughs> so oh I didn't gosh. go. So I didn't go. But here I am. Yeah. To see it I love from, it. Thanks. You've made it to that spot. Though. Isn't that That's funny? Cool. Isn't yeah. that funny? Because I think we all have that, you know, as you talk, I think we all have that little spark inside of us. We kind of know what we love. And when you love what you do, yeah. it shows. I mean, yes. it just does. Yes. You know, and people, um, I don't know, I think you're more successful, to be honest with you. And like you said, it's more easy and you're more in the flow. And you're not like pushing against the current.
2: Yes. One of the things that I describe to people in a, in a shorthand sort of way is how do you know if this is a natural skill or an acquired skill? And you know it's a natural skill because you get in the flow and you enjoy it, and the doing itself is pleasurable and satisfying. Mm-hmm. But an acquired skill, you may get really good at it, but what you get the satisfaction from is finishing it. I'm done. I don't have to do it anymore. I've accomplished this. So it's getting through it rather than being in it. That's how yes, I got about yes. real estate. Yeah.
0: It's exactly. a change. And I want to say that because as I've gotten older, you know, and I can only speak myself, but I mean, I'm sure you've run across this where you've had somebody like myself who was in real estate for years, but really wanted to do broadcasting and radio and write and do those kind of things. And it's just like you said, you know, you do this because you have to make money yes. and you're good at it and you love it, but then it gets to a point where it's a chore and you yes. don't want to do it
2: anymore.
1: Yeah, Exactly.
2: That's interesting. That's talk interesting. About, I talk about golden handcuffs because the golden handcuffs are exactly what you just described. You know, you're making money and doing what's doing something that's based on acquired skills, but you're not having fun. And you know, the, the there's different ways to deal with that. One of the ways is to, to accept that you're not going to find meaning from what you're doing. You're going to earn a living and then go find what you do, get meaning from. And as you do that, that stuff that you gain natural meaning from it begins to grow and take on a life of its own. Yeah. Pretty soon you don't have to make decisions. decision. I'm going to leave this. It just happens. Yeah. And it's a scary
0: thing too, because I just oh. did this. I just quit being a realtor and I moved and I'm not licensed anymore. And it's like, this is it. You know, this is what I'm going to do. But it's taken that leap of faith and knowing that, because a lot of people do that. As you're talking, I'm thinking there are so many people that have a hobby and they go to work every day and they hate their job and then they come home and do the hobby. But the hobby never turns into the work which it could and that's what you're trying to correct.
2: Right. right. Yeah. So, I love by the this. way the, the, the statistic on the percentage of people that not dislike but hate their job has stayed around 80% for the, for the last 20 years. 80% mm-hmm. of people hate their work, hate their mm-hmm. job, hate what they do. It's a stunning statistic.
0: It's the truth and you know as you as you say this and I'm going to repeat it when you do what you love and you guys have said it too, the money comes. Yes. It, it really does. It's really having faith in knowing. Now we're into a whole different thing. But it's having faith in that, you know, that dream and that vision and that type of thing. So I just would like to see everybody do what they loved. And their world would actually be a whole different place.
2: It would. We agree with you. I
0: mean,
1: it could would. you imagine? And, and, you know, just 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 feeling good about what you do naturally. Well, you know, when we teach strengths, we all have, we all have blind spots, we all have, you know, things we could improve. But um, we don't approach it that way. We approach strengths first, because honestly, if you start chasing things that you're missing, that's a lifelong pursuit that we guarantee you're never going to catch it. Um, So happiness isn't a place. It's a, you know, it's basically a decision every day based on knowing what you do well. And the more focus you put on what you do well, doesn't mean you don't improve other things, but the perspective about what you need to work on or should work on changes dramatically because it's now not something standing alone. It's something next to you with all your strengths and you can go, oh, you know what? I don't really need to do that because Gary does it really well. We have this thing... uh, our families use it. We all, we've been saying it for, I don't know how long. It's like, you, you find yourself slogging through Jello trying to get something done and you go, oops, live the theory. Who here knows how to do this and likes doing it? Okay. <laughs> I see what you're saying. And then, it's yeah. True. It's like, I don't have to do it all. I can understand, you know? And so, while we all have things we can improve on, it's getting the perspective about what we should be focused on for that.
0: You know, it's really funny. Um. I get on TikTok because I do angel readings on TikTok. Oh, cool. And I saw Oprah last night. It just applies to this. It's so weird. And she had, she was, somebody was interviewing her and they said, What have, what has been the commonality of all the successful people that you've ever interviewed? And she said, They knew what they wanted. They had a direction. They had that focus. They knew what the end game was. It, they weren't wishy washy. They were like, be lined, and that's really what you're saying here today isn't that funny i would see that
2: mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. no yes. it's it, it's true it validates it the key is helping them figure out what it is they want oftentimes with people that, that come to us
1: yeah what do you want what would make them? you
2: happy what would make you happy yeah. Interesting.
0: Interesting. Well, we got to get out of here, you guys. We've been out of here for a while.
1: Who wants to give all the information? Sell yourself. <laughs> uh, well, if you want to know more, you can go to Amazon.com and buy the book. It's called uh-huh. The Power of Your Perception. It's available in ebook and paperback and hardback. Awesome. Um, Awesome. And if you want to know in, in the book, you will learn a little bit about all six styles. And you'll also it talks about neighbors and opposites, etc. cetera. OK, so if you want to know what your style is, we recommend you take the perceptual style assessment, uh, which is six ninety five. But you can always take the free assessment, too. Um, and the website again we is www.yourtalentadvantage.com
0: Okay. Your talent Okay. Right. All right. Fantastic. I love it. I'm writing this down so I can put it on the thing. <laughs> um,
1: and we have a mailing list and blog and all that stuff. If you're interested in following I us. I love it. Do you have, okay. Can people cut, do you have an email? If people want to ask you anything or do you sure. do that? You know? Okay. And how do people contact you? Okay. So for Gary, it's G Jordan at Vega Okay. And for me, it's L R Vega at vegacompanies.com. And then we're both on Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook. So you can find us in any of those places. too. You can find it.
0: It's been a pleasure. You guys are awesome. Thank well, you. Well, thank
1: you. We really enjoyed it. And thanks for a lovely, lovely conversation.
0: Oh, you're thank welcome. You. I'm just excited about this, you guys. You. What, Gary?
2: I said yes, indeed.
0: Okay. Thank Enjoy you very much. Thank you. The book is Unlock the Power of Your Perception, Claim Your Natural Strength, Rename Your Weaknesses, Reshape Your Most Important Relationship. It's really cool, you guys. All right. We're going to get out of here for today. This is Nancy Ural. This is High Road to Humanity. Everybody have a terrific week and God bless.